And we're going to begin at the 16th verse. How's everybody this morning? Amen. Children, let me, uh, before I get started, let me say this much. Uh, anytime there's a, something that needs to be dealt with, please come to me and let me know. Don't try to do things in your own selves. Come to me. I'm the pastor here. We've got an order here, so I know some of y'all are new and stuff and you're learning how things go here, but we do everything here in a godly, decent, and an orderly fashion. So please uh, come to me and uh, whatever it is that needs to be dealt with, uh, I'll deal with it in, in a godly way. Not in a flesh way, but in a godly way. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you and we bless you. Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would just continue to guide us. Lord, if we ever need you and if we ever need your guidance, if we ever need your loving hand, we need it now as we go forward in the Lord. The Lord has blessed us in so many different ways. And God, we just want to thank you. And I know, speaking for myself, Lord, uh, I'm of the least of those of your servants that sh should receive all mercies and truth. But God, you have blessed us. And I just want to say thank you. Not only for myself, but for everybody that's a part of this ministry. I want to thank you, Father, because every one of us play a very important and an intricate part in the body of Christ. And I just ask right now, Lord, that you just bless us and that you would just keep us in that. You would just guide us in the way. And let not the devil's hand come in and play on us, Lord. I just ask, Lord, that we, we really get this grip about what Jesus is to us. I pray, Lord, that we get it down in our souls and get a passion for the Lord. Because the peacemakers, they shall be called the sons of God. So, Father, I just want to thank you right now. And I just want to glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say amen. amen. Audio video five, four, three, two, one. We are live. Our challenge today is coming out of Romans, the eighth chapter. And I'm going to start with the 16th verse. The title of our Message today is growing pains. Growing pains. Now, anytime there's a thing called growth involved, there's always a stretching. And anything that has to be stretched means that it's got to come out of its comfort zone. So as we grow, things are involved that's going to be uncomfortable to us. Amen? And these things that are uncomfortable to us, they can sometimes knock us off of our focus and off of our game plan with God. But how many of y'all know that we serve a true and loving God that cares a lot about us and he will not suffer his children to be defeated? Amen? Amen. The Bible tells us here in Romans 8 verse 16 that the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit, that we are the children of God. And if <coughs> children, then heirs, and heirs of God. 
and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. So the Bible puts that little word there, if. If we suffer with him, growing pains. If we suffer with him, we shall also be glorified in him, right? Amen? So there's no glorification where there is no suffering. The Bible speaks about how we have to suffer our way into the kingdom of God. And if we're not willing and if we're not embracing the hard times that we're going through in life, then how many of y'all know that we're going to have a very difficult time in, in, in growing in God? I mean, it's going to be a difficult time because we can't get around the suffering that we have to go through in order to get into the kingdom of God. It is word in uh, uh, Acts 14.22. It talks about, you know, we suffer our way through tribulations. We enter into the kingdom of God. So there's no other way other than the way Jesus went. And Jesus is our pattern and Christ is our power. And Jesus went through the suffering and the same thing that Jesus went through in our own way, we will have to go through also. So here we have a dichotomy here. We have the spirit of God bearing witness with our spirit. Okay, now you're dealing with the human spirit and you're dealing with the Holy Spirit of God, you know. And this Holy Spirit of God is bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Tell yourself I'm a child of God. Because that's what we are. And we need to understand what we are. In order to understand what God's word is. We are children of God. And the Bible says that if we are children of God. That we're also heirs. And joint heirs to Christ. Now. A child of God. Specifies the fact that two things. Are involved here. One thing that's involved here. Is that a child. According to I think Acts 17.28. A child of God is an offspring of God. The Bible says we're offsprings of God. So that's one thing that we are. We are offsprings of God. Y'all know what an offspring is, don't you? That's a sibling of God. So you'd be surprised how many folk don't know what they are. Or at least they don't act like it. And if you don't act like it, then I don't believe you know. Right? In order to know means to do. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, you just know something by root within your mind. But the fact of the matter is, is that if we're not acting out what we are, then I beg to differ that we're probably not it. There's a problem there. So one thing that we can be sure of is that the Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if we are the children of God, according to the word of God in Acts 17, 28, we are also his offsprings. That's one thing that we are. But there's another thing that we are also. If we are children, then we are heirs and heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. So therefore, not only are we offsprings, but Hebrews 9, 15 says that we have the promise 
of an eternal inheritance. That's two things that we, one thing we are, another thing we have. We are offsprings of God because we're children of God. And by us being heirs to God and joint heirs to Christ, then we also have the promise of an eternal inheritance in Hebrews 9.15. It says so, verse 18 says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Well, 2 Corinthians 4.17, it puts it like this. This light affliction, which is only for a moment. You know that stuff we go through down here. This light affliction, which is only for a moment. It cannot be compared to the eternal weight of glory that's to be revealed in us. You see, so whatever it is that we're going through down here right now, it's only a light affliction. And the Bible declares that none of us have suffered to the shedding of blood. None of us. So this light affliction is the same that equates with verse 18 over here in Romans 8. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time, you know, this light affliction, is not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. But the fact that, here's, here's the thing. Are we going to be able to continue this race and fulfill it to the end so that we can receive this glory? See, that's a very important question, church. That's a very important question. Now watch this. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who had subjected the same in hope. And verse 21 says, Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Well, that word creature there doesn't do justice. To what the real meaning of that word creature really means. It's speaking about creation itself. The whole of creation. Verse 19 says that the whole of creation is earnestly expecting something. Look at it there. For the earnest expectation of the creature, which is the creation... It's waiting for something. What's it waiting for? The manifestation of the builders of God. Here seen as the sons of God. Amen. So all of creation is waiting with an earnest expectation of us to be manifested. In other words, God's creation is waiting on us to be manifested as the sons of God. It's a reason for it. Verse 20 goes on and says, For the creature, that's the creation. Notice, it was made subject to vanity. How? Not willingly. You see, it didn't have nothing to do with it. But by reason of him, man, who had subjected 
The same in hope. You see, when man, when he put his hand to the knowledge of, or the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, see, he did not realize the domino effect. He didn't know that everything in creation was going to collapse with it. He didn't know that. See, see, in all essence, man, when he did what he did, and he partook of the forbidden fruit, what he did was, he did it out of hope. He didn't know any better. He did not do it to destroy himself. He did it out of hope. But his hope was found in ignorance. Come on. And anytime your hope is found in ignorance, you're bound to make some bad mistakes. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, so, so what we've got here is that the creature, creation, was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of what man did. Uh-huh. You understand? Uh-huh. So now you begin to understand a clearer understanding as to why creation is earnestly expecting the manifestation of the sons of God because when the sons of God are manifested again, when we come back to the glorification of God, so shall everything else. Amen. That's where the new heaven and the new earth comes in at. So, so God says, because the creature itself also, verse 21, look at it. Because the creature, creation, itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. So when we are manifested back into the gloriousness of the children of God, so shall creation be delivered back with its glory. You see, God made man at the end, the sixth day. The reason he did that is because everything was holding on man. Man was at the top. And he was holding everything up. Ordained by God. And when man fell, when man collapsed, guess what? When the glory fell off man, the glory fell off creation too. Creation remembers the glory that it once had. That's why creation goes and it says... I'm earnestly waiting. I'm earnestly waiting for the expectations of the manifestation of the sons of God. Because I know that when man get back where he's supposed to be, I'll get back where I'm supposed to be. This is creation speaking to us. As sin increases, so does the winds around this world. So does the eruptions around this world. You see, we are in contrast with the peace that God placed on earth. And therefore, by being in contrast with it, we also jeopardize the economy of what God has placed together in his creation. Look at verse 22 as we go on. I want you to pay attention here. It's the word grown up. For we know that the whole creation. See, now Paul, he sees something. Uh Paul sees that, okay, I've been using the word creature, but I should have been using creation. Now he sees that I need to clarify this thing a little bit more. So God says here uh, through Paul, Paul says that 
the uh, 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 for for we know verse 22 that the whole creation what is it doing it's groaning and travailing in pain together until now together that means we're all in a situation we're all painting we're all suffering not only man but all of creation amen not a good thing. Not a good thing. Verse 23 goes on and says, And not only they, but ourselves also. See, that's what I just told you. The Bible says, Not only they, but, our, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves, look what we're doing. We groan. Where? Within ourselves. We groan within ourselves. What are we doing? Waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our body. So you see what's going on here? What's going on here is just like creation is actually waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, we are too. We are too. So we're all in this together. The birds of the air, the fish of the sea, the tree, everything. We're all in it together because we all came from the same life force. And God ran a thread through it all. Everything that's on the outside of us is on the inside of us. Everything that he did on the first day and the second day and the third day and the fourth day and the fifth day and the first half of the sixth day before he made man on the second half, all of that's inside of us. And when we become disconnected, then we're disconnected from what God has placed in us. Amen? That's why it's so important to be in tune with the nature that's around you. Amen. You see? But now what we have is this thing called the asphalt jungle. And in the asphalt jungle, it's got all kind of chaos, you know? But sometimes we need to go back and go back to the peace of God that's found in nature itself. I'm coming out of uh, Romans, the 8th chapter, and I'm at verse, going into verse 26 now. The title of this message, once again, is Growing Pains. So verse 26 here in chapter 8, we'll stay right around in here, we're not going to move around too much today. It says, likewise, verse 26 says, the Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, it also helps our infirmities. Why? Because we don't know what we should pray for as we are. But the Spirit itself maketh intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So you see what God's Spirit is doing. You see what it's doing. God's Spirit, first of all, None of us know what to pray for, according to the Word of God. You just read it. I don't care how good you pray. I don't care how good you can preach. It doesn't make no difference. Don't none of us know what to pray for, according 
to that word right there. That's right there before you, right? It says that the spirit helps us in this. In our infirmities, which is our weaknesses and our sicknesses, you see, because of what sin has done to us. Sin has caused us to be diseased, to be infirmitized, which is weak, you know. And we don't know what to pray for. But the Spirit of God in us knows what to pray for. The Spirit of God knows what the problem is. Because Proverbs, I think is 20, Proverbs 20, verse 27, I think is where it says that the Spirit of the Lord, or the Spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord, whereby he searches his inward belly. You see, so what happens is, is that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, it searches within us. And it knows what we need better than we know ourselves. The Spirit of God searches within us because it knows what needs to be healed in us. Amen? 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 Now, let me tell you something about what the devil does. The devil knows that we need healing. The devil knows that we are weak in that sense. He knew that when he got us to fall into sin. He knew that. Now, the devil, what he'll try to do is, he'll try to play you. See, he'll start talking to you in the wrong way. You see? He'll, see, see, right now, the Spirit of God is searching the spirit of man. And it's detecting some things. And is hearing some things that ought to not be. That's inside. That's talking to us. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't be there. You need to cast that demon down. Because that's the demon that's going to try to take you out. You see, Paul say, you were running well. What happened? You understand? Don't let it do that. Too many of us doing that. You see? So I, the Holy Spirit is searching you now. So, so, so understand that God is trying to help. That's all God is trying to do. God is not trying to hurt nobody. God is trying to help. You see what I'm saying? Because the Bible tells us that we got to dwell together in unity. How beautiful it is when the brethren dwell together. How? In unity. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Is that not the word? You see, how can you do the word if you ain't taught the word? How can you do the word if you don't exercise the word? Amen. You understand what I'm saying up in here, huh? So, so, so get your feelings out the way now. Because this is God's territory. This is God's territory. This ain't no joke up in here. This is, this is the real thing. And, and, and let me tell you something. My assignment is this. If I could just get one in with me. Then, then I finish my assignment. You see what I'm saying? See, I don't have no control over whether you really want to get in or not. Yeah, I don't have that kind of control now. I don't have that kind of power. But I got the power to preach this word to you. Amen. <laughs> and if you receive it, you will prosper. Come on. But don't get crazy now. Don't get crazy. Because, see, the devil wants us to be at odds with each other. But the devil is a stinking lie. The devil is a liar. He's a lie. He's a liar. He ain't no good. He's a liar from the beginning. He ain't never abode in the truth. Because the truth ain't in him, the Bible says. He's a lie and the father of lies. He originated it. Did God say? <laughs> you shall not die. He originated that lie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah you, yeah, you will. If God said it, that's it. Says here that 
the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, verse 26, it, it, it helps us in our infirmities. Watch this. Y'all remember that word groaning? Because we know not what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit, watch what the Spirit does. Itself makes intercessions with us with what? Watch that word groaning, which cannot be uttered. If you go back up here to 23, you'll see groan up in it. See it? Go back up here. You'll see it. Mm-hmm. It's up in there. You see? And if you go to verse 22, you'll see groaning again. So everything's groaning, right? The spirit groaning, you groaning, creation groaning, everything groaning. Mmm. Everything's groaning, you know. But the spirit is making an intercession for us when it's groaning. It ain't groaning just to be groaning. Watch Jesus. Go to John 11, verse 32 and 33. Go there. John 11, verse 32 and 33. Talking about Lazarus, right? Uh -huh. Notice now, the Spirit makes intercessions with groanings, right? See it in action there. Through the Master Jesus. When you get there, say amen. amen. Read it, Brenda. Then Mm-hmm. That's right. He done what? See that? See? See, he groaned. He did just what the Bible said. The Spirit makes his intercessions for our infirmities and for our weaknesses. Why? Because we don't know what to pray for. You see, Mary and them, they didn't know what to pray for. Their brother was dead. They didn't know what to pray for. What do you do when a person is dead? You, what can you pray for? You know what I'm saying? Amen. <laughs> it, it's done deal, right? But here come the master. He comes along and he does just what Paul said the spirit will do. How many of y'all know Jesus is the spirit? Amen. Amen. Jesus groaned. Ain't that what it say that the Spirit does? Which makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Why? Because we don't know what to pray for. They didn't know what to pray for. They had a brother that was dead. They loved him. The Jews loved him. They were at a pitiful state of being. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to pray for, but Jesus did. So, what did he do? He reads them. And he takes up what we call an intercessory prayer in their behalf with groanings. You see what he did there? He groaned. He did just what Paul said the Spirit does. It helps us in our uh, uh, infirmities because we don't know what to pray for. And not only that, but it does it with groanings which cannot be uttered. And that was Jesus Groaning, sighing, you know? And the next thing that came forth, prayer was answered. Lazarus, come forth. Amen? Uh -huh. All right. Now look at verse 27. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. 
Remember I told you that the spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord, whereby he searches the inward uh, belly? He says, and he that searches the heart, verse 27, knoweth what is the mind of the spirit, because he makes intercessions for who? How? In accordance to the will of God. See, see, that's what that see, that's the key. That's the difference between us praying without the Spirit and the Spirit taking up our prayer and praying for us. Because the Spirit is always going to pray in the will of God. The Spirit ain't going to pray for a car. The Spirit ain't going to pray, pray for a big... See, 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 that's how we pray. See, we pray on that level. See, that's small time to God. So what the Spirit does is while we praying these incorrect prayers, the Spirit over here is recalculating and retranslating it and rewriting it and re-editing it. And then it goes and it delivers it to Jesus, who's at the right hand of the Father. And Jesus, he looks at it. And if it's the right thing, he releases it over to the Father. Amen. There are no prayers that aren't answered. Amen. There ain't a prayer. Right. It might not be what you want. Sometimes a prayer is answered with an N-O. Uh-huh. Right. But you say, well, God didn't answer my prayer. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He just didn't answer the way you wanted it to. Uh-huh. But all prayers are answered. Amen. If you're a child of God, every prayer you give is answered. Uh-huh. Come on. It's either answered with I will or I won't. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Huh? Ain't that the truth? So, so don't ever think that prayers aren't answered. Oh, yes. God cares enough about all of us that he allows his Holy Spirit to work inside of us and deliver every prayer. And trust me, there is no prayer that the Holy Spirit delivers to Jesus that goes unanswered. It's impossible. It can't be. So, so what we have to know and what we have to understand is that it doesn't make no difference how well you pray or you think you pray. Okay? It's still not good enough because you don't know what to pray for according to the Word. But the Word of God says that the Spirit knows. And because the Spirit knows, because the Spirit knows, yes. Yes. then it makes the intercessions for us. Y'all got that? Uh-huh. So don't, don't, don't worry about how good your prayer life is. Just pray. Because <laughs> uh-huh. you, can't, you can't pray good enough. No way. So don't, don't be tripping on that. Amen. Don't trip on, on that, you know. Because, you know, you off in a zone where you can't do nothing about. I'm just trying, I'm just trying to help you this morning. That's all I'm trying to do this morning. I'm trying to get you to understand that the Lord has got your back. Understand what I'm saying? So don't you be worried about how good you can pray or whether God is hearing your prayer. Because you see, can't none of us even all of us together. You see, the Bible says that in that golden vial was the prayers of the saints. Hmm. I wonder what God did through the Holy Spirit with all of them prayers in the book of Revelation that was in that golden vial. I wonder what God did with them. He turned them around and set them right. Yeah. 
Before he poured them back out on the earth. Oh God. I said before he poured them back out on the earth, he turned it all around. So don't be tripping on how good you pray or how good you don't pray. Just know that we don't know what to pray for anyway. But the Spirit of God is the one that does all of this for us. That's all you got to understand. If you're glad, say amen. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Takes a lot of weight off us, don't it? Lord, I got to pray about this. I got to pray. No, all you got to do is just when you pray, you just tell God what you need. Not so much about what you want, but what you need. And if you delight yourself in the Lord, then the Bible said that he'll give you the desires of your heart. So there's some wants that God will give you too. If it's in his will. And, if it's, and it is God's will that he bless you. You're a child of the king. Let me tell you something. You ain't supposed to be running around here looking like a pauper. You're a child of the king. You know what I'm saying? You're you supposed to look like royalty. You're supposed to act like royalty. And some people supposed to respect you like royalty. And people supposed to tell you how good you look. People supposed to do that. They supposed to do that. They supposed to do that. If you look good, you look good. I tell all the time you're looking good. We're kings. We're, we're, we're children of kings. Amen. Of a king. You know what I'm saying? We're wearing royalty. And when we're wearing this stuff the way it's supposed to be worn, I'm talking about the glory of God. Come on, come on, preacher. Then don't you know that folk going to take notice? Come on. They can't help it. See, we got to come on up. See, we got to come out that. We got to come up. We got to come up here. You understand what I'm saying? Because if you ain't careful, one I'll grow the other. Come on now, that's right. One I I done seen it happen, y'all. Now, I'm preaching up in here. I'm trying to teach some folk up in here something. Because this ain't no place for foolishness. This is Dr. Manning. I approve this message. Now you better recognize, you better recognize it now, who you're dealing with up in here. This is God's house. Now you got the, you got the right one now. Anything done up in here is done in a decent and orderly fashion. That's why I got my leaders up in here. Or you have to answer to me. Because when it comes to me, then I'm going to deal with it. Verse 28 says, And we know that all things, look at here, work together for good. To them that do what? Peter, do you love me? Yeah, Lord, then feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? You know I do, Lord, feed my lamb. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Then feed my sheep. Said it twice. Sheep are grown. Lambs are babies. This ain't no place to feed babies. We don't do a whole lot of feeding babies up in here. He said feed my sheep twice. Feed my lamb once. Uh, 
Ah, did you catch that? In other words, we got to grow up and go forward. We're on a mission. We're on a mission from God. This is the real deal. This ain't the jump. This ain't the hoop. This ain't the hype. This is the real. This is authentic. Come on. Is that all things work for the good to them that love God. To them who are the called. Called to what? According to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. To be conformed to the image of his son. Well, see, that's according to his purpose right there. That we be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn of many brethren. Amen? Look at verse 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, look what he did. Then he also done what? Ooh. And whom he called, look what he did. He also justified. And whom he justified, what did he do? He also glorified. First John 3, 2 say, when he come, we should be just like him. We'll be glorified too. And we'll see him just as he is. Why? Because we'll be just like him. Amen? Oh, man, you better catch that. If you don't catch nothing else, you need to catch that. Who shall? What shall we say then to these things? Now, here's hope. If God be for, somebody say me. Me. Then who could be against you? Who could be against you? Regardless of what it look like. Regardless of what it look like, y'all. If God be for you, if God be for you, if God be for you, then who can be against you? That's why you can't let man make you. You got to let God make you. You know what I'm saying? You got to learn how to ask God is this the boyfriend I need? Right, you got to learn how to ask God. Right, not go on your own. Because if you go on your own, I'm finna spank. You'll mess around and have 15 babies and won't nobody want you. <laughs> and you won't have no man nowhere. You ever seen come ducks? On, you ever seen them ducks? I might as well hit them now. Before they, before they have them. You ever seen a duck? Got a trail of them. You know, running behind them. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? I might as well get you now. I'm reading your spirits again. I might well get you now. <laughs> Ain't no need in hiding, sweetie. He see you. <laughs> he, he see you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All you got to do, ask God. God, look here. Now, now I told y'all. I'm going to have a little fun here. I ain't told you now. You ask that joker. Look here. What kind of future you got? He go to scratching his head, or if his britches down, <laughs> he just talk about he's cute. I told you before. I tell you again. That's an animal. <laughs> that that ain't no human being. That's a, did you hear me? That's an animal. <laughs> With his britches down there, talk about he's cute. That's an animal. A gopher. You know what I'm saying? What kind of what you want with something got in? Easy access. That's what that is. That's what I call easy access in the penitentiary. We call that's easy access right there. You know what I'm saying? Huh? So I might, yeah, yeah, I might well go ahead on and put it, lay it in here. 
You can go on and lay there. I'm laying pipe. You know what I'm saying? We gotta gotta clean some of this stuff up out of here, out of us. Before we mess right to get ourselves screwed up. Huh? You know what I'm saying? Talk about I wish I had not. Well the preacher told you. You, you, you look, you ask God. Before you come hooking up with something. You young girls, you young guys. Cause boy, you you when you put your heart in the hands of somebody else, you at their mercy. Ah, you better hear what I'm saying. You don't give your heart to somebody, him. And they can do what they want to with it, stomp on it, and twist it around, and then you're wondering why all of y'all screwed up in the head, and you're walking around here with all these kind of, uh, 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 what you call these issues. You done gave your heart to a fool. Amen. So you might well learn, you might well learn young up in here. Learn now. If you don't never come back, you at least you get it today. And then when you go out through there and that thing busts your head, then you'll say, you know, he told me. Too late. You got that line of ducklings now behind you. And they cost money. It cost money to feed them. Amen? Ain't nobody mad at me. Because I'm telling the truth. Look at here at verse 32. Said he spared not his own son. Look what God did for us. But delivered him up for us all. How shall we not? How, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? If God gave his only begotten son his best. Ah, come on. While yet we were sinners. Uh-huh. Christ died. For us. If God gave his best to us, uh, mm, why do we think that God won't also give us all things freely? Uh, come on, he already gave us his best, and when he gave us his son, which is his best, he gave us everything. Uh-huh. He gave us everything. So the word of God goes on and it says uh, in verse 33. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's people? His elect. His elect. Who? Tell me who. Is it not God that, or it is God that justifies? Who is he that condemn us? Christ has died. Yeah, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes, look at that. See that? First, the Spirit in you, the Holy Ghost, make us intercessions for us. Why? Because it bears witness that we are the sons of who? God. So that's a done deal. Then the Holy Spirit comes back and makes intercessions for us. Gives it to Jesus. Then Jesus, the Word of God, says on down through here, that it makes intercessions too. Uh-huh. See that? All of those intercessions that's going on. All of them things that's going on. My God. All of that prayer that's going on in your and my behalf. Uh-huh. All of that. So how, with so great a force, tell me this, how can we lose? 
with so great a force of prayer from the ones who not only created prayer but specialize in it. Know what you need when you need it. How you need it. You understand what I'm saying? So don't think little of yourselves. Think highly of yourselves. Don't think little of your prayers. Just go in faith. You understand what I'm saying? Knowing this. That the spirit of God makes intercessions for you. Because you don't know what to pray for in no way. But because the spirit, it knows, it makes intercessions for us through groanings in accordance to the will of God. So you see, we're in good hands with God. Like, you're in good hands with all state. Y'all remember that? Well, you're in, you, you're in good hands with God. You see, the Bible says, if God be for us, then who can be against us? Mm. He says also in verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, like a lot of them? Hmm. Shall distress, like a lot of them? Or what about persecution? Like a lot of them back up? Or what about famine? Or nakedness? Or peril? Or what about the sword? The word of the Lord says in verse 36, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Jesus. It's weird about how God does things. He allows us to be killed like sheep going to the slaughter. Yet though, he said, if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. Then he talks about this eternal inheritance. But in order to get that internal, eternal inheritance, we got to go through that suffering. So God sends us through this to authenticate us. That's how we get authenticated, through suffering. Verse 38 says, verse 37 says that, Nay, in all things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. That means we're more than conquerors. For I am persuaded, and I'm close, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, hmm, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. In other words, don't worry about it. Nor height, don't get dizzy. Nor depth, don't get afraid. Nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Which is in Christ Jesus. Our Lord. I want to back up here a minute and go back to nor any other creature. I'm going to talk about relationships. Talking about growing pains. Can I just talk about relationships? Because the devil is tearing up relationships. The devil has got people crazy 
I'm doing more counseling now with Brenda and I than we ever done. Come on. From people that don't even go to this church. Amen. I believe we're counseling more of them that don't go than the ones that do come. Because uh-huh. the ones out there got sense enough to come. The ones in here don't have sense enough to. Uh-huh. Most of the time. Amen. Come on. Say amen. Say amen. Go on and tighten you up up in here. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? Bible say, nor any other creature shall separate. See, a lot of us, because we got problems at home and we got problems with our relationships and stuff, we back up on God. But the Bible said, nor any other creature shall separate me from the love of God. If one want to act a fool, let them act a fool. But you can't let yourself be separated from the love of God. Hallelujah, that's right. Amen, that's right. Quit selling yourself short. Huh. Come on. If you want to drive a Cadillac and the other want to drive a doom buggy, then let them drive a doom buggy, but I'm driving a Cadillac. Amen. Come on, preacher, that's right. Don't get mad. Get in the car with me. I'm going on with Jesus. Amen. That's right. You don't have to come back if you don't want to. It don't make me no difference. I'm going to preach the truth. I'll just clean the whole house out. Start all over again. I'll start this thing all over again because I'm going to preach God's word. That's what this thing is all about. It's too many times people ain't preaching no more. People preaching that feel good mess. I ain't preaching no feel good mess. I'm going to give it to you like it's supposed to be. And then when it's done, God said, Come on up, my good and faithful servant. Job well done. You've been faithful over a few things now. Come on up here. Because I'm going to make you ruler over many. You see, I don't get distressed by whether you show up or not. Because I got a home in glory. And I know what I'm going to receive over there. Because I know enough about the book. The book done already told me that I didn't inherit it. Things far beyond anything that my heart would ever understand or my eyes would ever see or my ears would ever hear. It's done already told me that. So I'm okay. I'm all right. But I'm preaching. I'm preaching. And the reason I'm preaching because it need to be said. And you need a man up here that'll say it. Amen, preacher. That's right. Ain't y'all tired of wimps? Ain't you tired of wimps? Ain't y'all women tired of wimps? It's right. It's right. You want some folk with some sense, with some backbone that's going to get up and take care of you. That's right. I'm preaching up in here. Amen. I don't care who likes it. I'm preaching. I'm preaching because I'm telling the truth about it. And I'm sick and tired of this old one side. What's happening to the men? What has happened? What has happened? Whoa, what has happened to the men? Where are you? My God, where are you? You're out 
there in the world. You're not walking with no confidence. You're not doing anything with the confidence of God. How can you be a leader? Huh. Come on, preacher. That's right. How can you lead a woman and you're afraid? I got to preach, y'all. I got to give it up. I got to give it up. I'm going to take the chance of clearing it out of here. I'll just take the chance. I'll just have to take that chance. You understand what I'm saying? For the sake of the gospel, I'm going to take that chance. For the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I'm going to take that chance. Minister. For the sake of the gospel. And then when I lay down at night, I say, Lord, I did what you told me to do. Uh-huh. Now what they do with it is on them. Amen? Amen. Give God some praise. Come on. I'm telling you now, you always you gonna hurt and growing pains now. Amen. Amen. We just thank and praise God for his word. God is just awesome. Amen. So we just thank and praise God. One more time. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. 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 God, God is just so powerful. God is just awesome. He just I tell you, God is something yes to to, to, to reckon with. Because I tell you, that's a powerful word. I mean, there's words cannot describe. What God said. I mean, God said so much to us. Amen. Amen. And you look around, and if you look around everywhere, um, you'll find that the, 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 the male role is absent in a lot of places. And, uh, and, and the male is the priest of the house. Amen. Amen. So we just thank and praise God. Amen. For every priest. Amen. Can I get a holler out for the priests in this house? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And then y'all, y'all, y'all preach now. Y'all just give a hand clap of praise for your queens. Amen. Amen. You, you better know you're a queen. Amen. You better know that you're a queen. Well, they tell you're not your queen. Amen. You got to know for yourself. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And if they don't know, thank you, your queen, just tell them they need to pull up and be the king. Amen. So I just thank and praise God. Now, how many folk won't, won't CD? You know, we give them away. Amen. All right, chair, you better count because you know I get it wrong. Amen. Make sure we raise a hand and get a one copy of the CD. One, two, three, four. Okay. Five. Because we'll make sure Miss Lucy gets a, uh, 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 a CD. Amen. You want to? So, okay, let's do the hands again so I won't be, I won't mess up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Make make it eight. Okay, Minister Marcellette, let's make it eight so we'll have hers. Minister Marcellette, once again, is having to work. And they've started crazy stuff once again on work, Sunday work. So she's working seven days a week, uh, 10 and 12 hours a day. So we're going to be lifting up in prayer. And uh, we just thank and praise God for, for his word. Make sure that you get, you know, hang around long enough to get that CD. Because that word is very important. That growing pains. You're going to grow in God. You're going to have some growing pains. Amen. Amen. And, and it's important. I mean, I want to grow with God. Grow and go up in God. Amen. So I just, I praise God. I do want to say this before we uh, dismiss. 
Next week is probably going to be the last week. I think we got two weeks. We got next week and probably the following week before the drawing. Uh, we're going to have different ones to to turning uh, uh, that donations that you see for the tickets. So I ask each one of you to do your best. Amen. Uh, uh, just uh, just learn to ask. And Minister Mevin, who's in, on his way to California, he came by yesterday, and I shared this earlier. And uh, he had he had 15 tickets, but he bought 12 of them himself, and he brought the other three. So he wanted to make a, a, a contribution uh, to, the, uh, to the ministry for the broadcast, for the media. So um, please, ma'am, and please, sir, get out there. And you'd be surprised if you ask how people will go ahead and say yes. And sometimes it might be some folks that you don't even uh, uh, hadn't talked to in a while. Once you explain to them, it's about spreading the gospel. You know, they're more apt to, to do it. So, you know, I've been uh, uh, borrowing other folks' tickets and, and selling other people tickets, and uh, uh, got friends selling tickets for me. So you got to know how to get that market. I always ask somebody, as I say, hey, how about taking this and take this. And then I, I know that they're, they're going to do it. And I've called other ministers and other pastors and, and expressed to them what was going on. And one of them, he said, I don't do tickets. He said, but I'll give you a donation. Hey, I don't care if you do tickets or not. I'll take the money. Amen. So you got to use some wisdom. So I just thank and praise God. And, and I do need to say, uh, share this sister, Monica. Uh, uh, She's been uh, uh, getting everybody's tickets and been selling them. So y'all better get in the race. Amen. Because it looks like she may end up with some stuff. Amen. So, so get in the race. And it's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. Amen. And you're instrumental in, in that. You don't know who, who's going to get saved by this word. And just the fact that you are part of that is, is just awesome. And I just praise the Lord for that. And um, uh, at this time, and we're going to, I had planned, we had thought about it, but I, I, I think it's kind of a little short notice now because we're going into the last two weeks. We were going to do a cookout, which we still will, we was going to do it the, the, the weekend, the, the, the day before the drawing, but I think the drawing is going to come off June the 1st, but we're probably going to give us, a, I would say, uh, maybe two, possibly three more weeks for the cookout because we want everybody to be available. I'll give you a date because we'd love for everybody to be able to come, and we'll have it here at the church, and we want everybody to meet one another. You know, we, we, we see each other in church, we say hello, and we say goodbye, but we never sit down and we can never converse with anybody and really know what's happening, who they are, you know, if, how many kids they have, or uh, 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 how many, uh, um, uh, I won't I won't say children anymore, yeah, uh, how many uh, um, uh, uh, friends they have, who they can invite to come to church or whatever. You know, we want to make sure everybody get to know one another. Amen. A amen. So some, some of us probably don't even know who each other is right now. You know, and so just think about it. When God begins to multiply, what are we going to do? I'm talking about multiplying the house. You know, if we don't know one another, we don't communicate with one another now, we won't know what to do when the, when the multiplication takes place. Amen. So we're excited. We're excited. We're excited. And I, I, I give a shout-out to the kings of this house, and I give a shout-out to the queens of this house, and I praise God for them. Amen. Amen. I, I, I just, you know, I, I just love the Lord. Amen. God is just awesome. Doc Manning has cleaned up. Okay.
Amen. Amen. That's well taken. Amen. We'll make sure that those blinds are down. We'll make sure that's taken care of. Amen. Amen. Um, I had one other thought. Can't remember. Um, but anyway, we we're going to we're going to stand and we're going to be dismissed. Oh, the the youth. Okay, sister Annie got a nice. I, I, I will. I will. I'll, I'll get back with you and I'll let you know exactly what everybody needs to bring. And we're going to have a glorious time and we're going to do like we normally do, hopefully and prayerfully. We uh, have businesses that makes a donation a lot of times and we're going to check on that as well. Uh, we want to acknowledge too that uh, the, the children will be doing a, a nine week class with Ms. Sandra on the outside. Uh, they got homework, schoolwork, church work. Now we have schoolwork. And we, we get on about getting schoolwork, but you know, it's what's amazing. We don't sit down, as the Bible say, and teach our children. The Bible tells us we need to teach our children. And our Bible also talks about that came a generation after the, a generation of Joshua that didn't know God. And the reason why they didn't know God, because uh, uh, the parents didn't sit down and begin to talk with their kids and tell them about God and the, and the things God has done in their life. So make sure that uh, it's a nine-week class. Uh, what she's going to be teaching the kids, and make sure you, your child, when you, you know, you teach them, they, they can say, Mama or Daddy, I, uh, what does this mean? I, I, this is my assignment. I need some help. Don't just push them off and say, Get out of my face. No, because if, if, if it was school, regular school, then you'd be right there with those children getting schoolwork. But God's work is far greater because that scripture is very important. That's going to carry them through life. Amen. So make sure, because they're going to be quizzed. And you know who it's going to be a reflection on? The parent. When your child come in and, and don't know what they've been taught, the reflection is really on the parent, not the child. Because we're supposed to take It's our responsibility because God has given them to us to train up. That's what the Bible says. We're supposed to train them up. Amen. And um, right after, I think they're going to, the young kids going to meet. Uh, they're going to do a praise and worship uh, practice for dance. And we thank and praise God for that there. They're excited, so uh, um, they're going to do their thing. Um, and we hope for you that all will be a part of it, those um, that God has placed in their heart. And give them something to do. Amen. So we, we are excited about that. Uh, last Monday, maybe Monday, I think last Monday, uh, last Monday, I believe it was, I was in my bathroom preparing myself, and the Lord spoke to me, so we're supposed to have a women's, uh, uh, a, uh, a women's prayer group. A women's prayer group, and, uh, and uh, not this week since they're gonna.